1: this message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1 800 273 8255. That's 1 800 273 8255.
2: Mike, check one, two. <clears throat> Mike, check one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels, not in distress, Host came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is
3: hot the press. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode
1: of Damsels in the DMs. I am Chloe. And this is Lauren. And today we are here chatting with you about some of our favorite dating advice that we have gotten throughout our life because our guest today is going to be talking about dating advice on different social media platforms. So Chloe, what's the best dating advice that you've ever gotten?
3: Well, I love that she's on today kind of talking about TikTok because like I said, a big reason I started this podcast is because of some other podcasts that I listened to that gave me great advice. I think TikTok gives great advice now too in kind of more bite-sized forms. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, I love to go with the trusty, If he likes you, you'll know. If not, you'll be confused because I think that's like a big theme of this podcast. Mm -hmm. But today, I kind of want to go into like when you're in a relationship with someone and it might not be going the way that you want it to go, or you find that you guys are fighting a lot because that's kind of where I found myself last year when I moved here. I was fighting a lot with my boyfriend at the time. I will say it was probably all over the distance and him not wanting to be here. And then every other fight was kind of like, that's actually what it was about. But I just remember being off at work one day. And you know, that's the worst when you're like off during the day because you just had a fight with your, and like you try to blame it on everything else, but it's like the underlying thing is you're fighting with your significant other. And I was talking to my coworker about it and she said the best advice she ever got was um, like when you guys are fighting, is he fighting with you about the situation or is he attacking you personally? Um, And I was like, oh, I got to give that a think. But like thinking back on, you know, just me and my ex and I don't know, nothing against him. And I I don't want to like talk too much trash on him. I just don't think that he was like, self-actualized enough to fight properly with me or like kind of communicate to me like in the way that I was communicating to him, even though I was definitely trying to lead by example. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was a lot of personal attacks when I thought back on our fights and like a lot of like the blame game on me or just like pointing out my flaws. As if I don't already see them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yeah. it it truly like, I don't know, looking back on him, like I don't, I do understand that like he just kind of hadn't done the work to kind of get there with me in terms of the fights, but it was a lot of personal attacks. And I was like, okay, this just at least at the very least shows me that our communication style was not the same. So I felt like that was a really good piece of advice. If you find that you're like struggling with fighting with your partner and, you know, wondering if you should throw in the towel or what you should do.
1: Well, and almost never do we argue about, like, whatever the small thing is at hand. Like, whatever the the argument is about, it's never about. It's always about something bigger that, like, you're too afraid to bring up. Exactly.
3: Exactly. But I'm ready for yours because I feel like you are a plethora of wise dating advice.
1: Thank you so much, Chloe. That's amazing coming from you. Um, I think for me is that relationships ebb and flow. Because I think while we're on here talking about Instagram and TikTok today, um, and our guest today makes a really good point about how Instagram um, showcases what the perfect life is. And on TikTok, you're able to see more about what life actually is like. But I still think, you know, on social media, life is painted in a different picture. And I think that can sometimes be hard in relationships because you're like, why am I not um, 100% like um head over heels all the time like why am i not getting butterflies like every single second and like you you put a lot of like pressure on yourself like you know why am i not with this like perfect person why is everybody like so happy every second like all the anniversary posts all of the birthday posts and um i think knowing that relationships ebb and flow and they're not always going to be perfect and um that that's normal And also that like um, at the end of the day, what's most important is that you found a partner, like somebody that you're okay with waking up every day. Because I think like on Instagram and TikTok and all the different sites, like um, they're also superficial and also like the dating apps like are very superficial and I think it makes a lot of people, and I hear this from my friends all the time, but put such a precedence on like the attractiveness on the person they're dating without like really giving it a chance to get to know people. And like Andrea talked about how like at the end of the day, all we have is our humor. And I think that that is such a good point because like you really have to be okay with knowing that the person you're going to wake up with, like every day on a Saturday, wants to do the same things as you and wants to like talk about the same things as you. And I think it's so important that we all have like our independent lives, of course, but I do think that you need to be able to stand like on common ground with the person that you choose to be your person. Um, Because I think that if you go into a relationship and you think that things are always going to be perfect and that like you're always going to be head over heels with that person, like in long-term relationships that's just not realistic and um you have to be okay with riding the waves
3: yeah i think that's a great piece of advice and i've seen a lot of stuff in that similar vein on tiktok recently um one girl said because there's always like this like wait until girls find out or wait until guys find out and then people like say something The one girl said, wait until guys find out that girls lose interest, like halfway through the relationship, but just stick in it until the feelings come back. (laughs) Um, But another piece of advice that I thought was really good, um, they're doing kind of like a segment of like the most helpful advice your therapist ever gave you. But it was just like, what did she say that she was just on this date with this guy. And it was like, you know, like maybe an awkward silence here or there just wasn't like, she said she didn't have butterflies basically. And her therapist is like, well, could it just mean that he like makes you feel at peace? And she kind of like really took that advice and like saw him for like a little while longer before she broke it off and was like, you know, then I did it on my terms and not, I wasn't going to let like an awkward silence. And basically they're not being drama dictate the fact that like, you know, I'm going to break up with him because I think a lot of people think that it all like you said, it always has to be happy every second or it has to be drama or it has to you have to be feeling something every second and that's just not the case and especially if you want a long-term partner, that's not always going to be the case.
1: Yeah. Fair but sure. we will go talk about all of the different ways that TikTok has changed the dating realm with today's guests. So today we are here with Sophie Sanders who is a creator experience manager at TikTok and also a content creator herself. Hello, Sophie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. Also my roommate, um, (laughs) though I have not been seeing her very much uh, due to the pandemic, which is a huge bummer, but hopefully I'll be back soon um, because we have a very nice apartment and I miss dearly. It misses you. So tell us what it's like working at TikTok, like why you wanted to work at TikTok and um, about working with creators and your journey to getting there.
2: Yeah, it's actually crazy because last week was my two-year work anniversary at TikTok. And it went by so fast. It's crazy. When I first started, TikTok had just switched over. It used to be Musical.ly. And so it was pretty new. I was listening, actually, to some of like the sounds that were big then and some of the trends. And it was the Drake, like, Kiki, do you love me? Like That trend was <laughs> huge on the app. Um, It was wild and I remember having to explain to everyone in my life what TikTok was and now just seeing how much it's taken off and grown has been so exciting and it's a weird experience being part of it and like being in it from the inside because it happens so quickly but it's great. Working with creators is super fun. It's interesting when you're watching someone on your feed every day pretty much and you see them and then to meet them in real life is kind of a weird experience. And to be able to get to know them as the people off of TikTok is a cool and special opportunity. So I'm really excited that I've been able to do that. And like you mentioned, I do events and offline activations for creators, which is really fun, really rewarding, although
3: always a lot of work and some unexpected thing always happens. And can you tell us like how the company's kind of evolved since you first started? Cause it used to be a lot smaller, right?
2: Yeah. When I started, it was only about a hundred people. And I mean, it's grown so much it's wild but even just as a platform seeing how the content has changed has been really cool it used to be pretty much dance and lip sync and that's all you would see and i remember we tried so hard to like encourage diy content and food content cooking and now there's so much of that i mean You scroll through your feed, and I'm on rug making TikTok right now. I watch people make rugs and like so much DIY content and soap making and candle making. And there's so much content. I learned so much on the platform. And it's just really cool to see just how much it's evolved um, since being the dancing app. Although I do think there's like a misconception, especially for older people who don't use the platform. They say it's like, oh, which I'm not. I can't find anything on tiktok it's just like dancing but meanwhile like my dad watches golf videos on tiktok so it's cool because it's changed so much
1: i feel like for those listening you might find it strange that sophie is listening to rug making on tiktok but sophie also like built a table so this is very on brand for sophie to be listening to rug making
2: I will say TikTok, I'm not just like saying this because I work there, but I feel like it actually empowers me to do so much stuff that I wouldn't think I could do. Because you see people just like DIYing, figuring things out, doing it themselves. I'm like, wow,
3: I could do that too. And yeah, I built a table. So no, I would just say it's like, awesome. It's such a plethora of information on there. And it's evolved so much. But like, I guess what is kind of do you think the secret to success of people that do so well on there? Cause I know you have like your Addison Rays and Charlie D'Amelio, and like, do you think like they were just kind of in on it first? Or like what kind of content do you feel like does the best?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you want to tell a story on the platform. I know that kind of isn't in line with what Charlie does with dancing, but I think Overall, it's really about hooking people's attention. There's so much content on TikTok. I mean, like, the feed is truly endless. So if you can hook someone's attention with your content and tell a story to make them want to keep watching, that's, like, the secret sauce and where you're going to be able to find success. And I think Charlie, although she doesn't tell a story with words, she's still, like, with her dances she's starting trend she has a strong like beginning middle and end you're going to watch the beginning of the dance and you're going to watch it all the way through because you want to see this new trend and you want to replicate it so i think that's the biggest thing is really creating
1: like a narrative on the platform um and really drawing people in from the start Mm -hmm. and on tiktok you are sophie right like you are the only sophie yeah i'm at sophie so like, when you started at TikTok, what was it like for starting your account and then gaining followers? And now like, what are you using it for? Like, what do you like about it? What do you what's your audience? Like, what story are you telling?
2: Yeah, I mean, so when I started at TikTok, like you said, it was a smaller platform. It was a, a lot easier, I think, than it is now to gain a lot of followers quickly, because it used to be really a platform where it's like, if you followed someone, it's not like you were really following someone. It's just you really liked their video. So like you just followed them. Whereas now I think people are curating the people they follow a bit more. So they're not as quick just to follow someone. So I don't think if I started my TikTok now, I would have been able to gain the, I think I have like 38,000 followers, which isn't a lot for TikTok. Um, But I really use it to like, post whatever it's honestly therapy for me now like I just truly post whatever I think TikTok is a place to be authentic I don't use other social media because I don't want like it's not that I don't want people to judge me but it's like I don't want to have to curate a specific image that I think a lot of people use social media for so that's why I like TikTok because you could truly post whatever the chances of like people, you know, seeing it are pretty slim, you know, unless they know you have a TikTok. Um, So I think overall, I just like use it as relief. I post like relatable content. And I think that a lot of people that like my content, like I said, they relate to it. They're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, Whatever it is, it's just honestly stupid stuff. And I think as long as like your, your authentic self on social
3: media, especially on TikTok, I think that's going to attract some people. And in terms of like the algorithm, um, cause I know we kind of want to get into like the relationship advice realm on TikTok. Like, is it kind of like, if you watch, like, like, let's say I watch like a full relationship advice video through, does TikTok kind of like pick up on that and then like give me more of those or kind of what are the factors that go into that algorithm? TikTok is so
2: smart at figuring out what you like watching. Um, And everyone's for you page is different. So I would have a completely different for you page than you would, than like my other friends would, than my dad would, et cetera. There's actually a really great um, resource published on TikTok's newsroom that like tells you exactly how the for you page works and gets into like exactly how the algorithm works and what content does well and why. So. We try to be like as transparent
1: as possible about all that stuff. And we definitely wanted to talk about how you feel like TikTok has changed. Um, and I guess this could really apply to all platforms, but the dating podcast so specifically about the dating realm. Because I think what TikTok does so well is that they're just like the short videos and they get to the point with like the mm-hmm. advice they're trying to give. And we've had a couple of people on who were successful TikTokers themselves for giving like great dating advice. But for some of like the people that we had on, it seems like TikTok is really their platform. And when they try to transition to like other social media platforms, like Instagram or something, their like following doesn't necessarily carry over because like what people are looking for on Instagram is so different than what people are looking for on TikTok. So, what do you think? Like, makes people so interested in going to TikTok for dating advice? And like, how has it changed um, the dating advice realm? I think it's a few things. I think first of all, like you said.
2: stuff you see on TikTok is quick. It's to the point. If I want dating advice, I'm not going to go to YouTube and search a video and watch 10 minutes with ads. I want it fast. And I think what's cool about TikTok is, like I said, the For You page is always giving you new content and it's giving me advice that sometimes I don't know I need. And I learn new things about dating and relationships that I truly like didn't know was out there. Like One of my favorite things I've learned on TikTok are things called icks. Have you heard of them? No. Okay. So pretty much what an ick is, is like a go-to scenario that you can picture a person you like being in to help you get over them. And they're really funny and specific. Like, for example, there are like a few go-to ones. One of the ones that I use is like imagining the person like looking in at like a cupcake display and like picking out what cupcake they want like it's just so cringe to me and so specific mm. or if they're talking and they have like a little bit of like cheese dust in the corners of their mouths like picturing someone that I like in these scenarios I'm like oh god that's just like cringe it's icky you know and I learned that on TikTok and actually works or like imagining someone having a bad day and like looking in the mirror at themselves and being like it's okay it'll get better like imagine someone you have like a really hard crush on doing that and you're gonna be over them they learn that kids
1: are so damn clever
2: yeah it's great
3: they are clever I feel like I've tried to do that before if I really start liking someone and I'll be like Chloe you don't know he could like be killing cats right now and I don't know. It's never worked. Those are good scenarios though. One scenario that I find really ick and it's like not their fault, but I don't know if you guys have like ever been on a date with a guy and they try to like flag down the waiter and then like the waiter doesn't notice them and ignores them. That's like a big ick to me. And I know it's not their fault, but it's like...
2: (laughs) One ick I think of is them swimming with goggles on. I don't know why she's something. Or if I really imagine someone I like swimming in the pool with goggles, I get so turned off. I just like, oh, it's so cringe to me.
3: I feel like you're so, you're like normal. You're like, look, imagine I'm pouring a glass of water. Like that's just so cringe (laughs) to me. No, that's funny. But I think something else that's really great about TikTok too is like, I don't know when you go through like a shitty dating experience or something like that you're like oh fuck like is it me or like what's wrong with me but like you get on there and all these people kind of like share their stories and share their experiences and you're like oh it's not just me and it like i feel like it kind of like really brings together like a community almost yeah
2: absolutely and it puts a lot of things in perspective because if you see a video that like says a similar scenario and then you're reading all the comments and they're like oh my god he's trash you're worth so much more and you're like oh my god you're right it's not just the video itself it's truly really like the community rallying around and the comments and the engagement um but yeah I absolutely agree and Also something on TikTok that I think is unique is there are so many like POV that's like a huge trend and there'll be a lot of videos of people like just coming in and being like you know like you are worth so much more just like motivation advice that's not even like directly related to dating but just helps you put things in perspective about your self-worth and just about the fact that it's like no. you shouldn't be sad about this dude, you know, just like, you're so cool. You have so much going for you. And just scrolling through your feed and seeing those videos are just like amazing, quick reminders throughout the day that I think are really special.
1: Absolutely. I feel like you mentioned that there were like TikToks on there that helped you get through certain situations, like people that we've had on who would like had TikToks like Lexi, I feel like maybe like in her bubble bath thing, like you said that helped you get through something.
3: Lexi was great. Um, I had a shitty dating experience earlier this year with someone who I feel like was a narcissist. And we had someone on there who really like talks about narcissistic relationships and stuff. Um, And he was really great and helped us. But no, I was gonna ask too, like, have you encountered anyone like personally, Sophie, that you feel like just does really well or like their relationship advice really lands with um, TikTok viewers?
2: Yeah, I think Um, do you know Brittany Broski? She is huge. She became viral for, she's the kombucha girl. So she was viral for that, but she will post just such funny, relatable dating stuff. And I think when people do it in a comedic way, it's so much easier to digest. If I'm scrolling through my feed and I see a video that's super therapy doctor, sit down. I'm going to explain to you what narcissism is, et cetera. I'm like, okay, whatever move on you know it's not gonna hook me in but when someone can do it in a comedic way that gets to the point as well and is super relatable that's where I really feel like I'm getting the most advice um also Chris Olsen and his boyfriend Ian do amazing dating advice they are so good so so wholesome and just
1: awesome but I wanted to ask you because I feel like on Instagram like there's such a um like for people when you're first starting dating somebody like you stalk their Instagram Mm -hmm. right and like you notice who they're following and there used to be the page on Instagram where you could see like the videos that they were liking or the pictures that they were liking so like you knew if whoever you were seeing or dating was liking other girls pictures and that sort of thing and I especially hate on Instagram the feature when like if you for example, look at some super hot girls uh, picture and it's like your mutual followers, like the worst feeling is like the terror of like, does my boyfriend also follow this person? Um, Don't worry, I've already cleaned Brian's following account. But (laughs) um, does TikTok have this like same sort of edge? Like have you had uh, like with people that you've been dating and that sort of thing, like experiences on that? Like, does it have the same fear component?
2: Okay, here's truly the worst part about it is that TikTok like I said, like the For You page gives you what you want to see. So if you are dating someone, their For You page is Hot Girls, it's like they only have to be following them. It's just like so clear that that's the content they're consuming and watching. And that's why their algorithm is like that. Like you don't even have to go to their followers. If you just open up the app and you're scrolling through and you're seeing like a bunch of girls dance whatever it is that they're doing that you don't want them to see if you're seeing that then they can't even deny it they can't even say oh i'm not following them because they're probably not following them but the algorithm is giving them what they want to see and what they've been engaging with so it's honestly so much worse but Well, worse in the sense that it's more obvious, but better in the sense that they can't hide it. Because on Instagram, you just, like, don't have to follow the people. But you can look at their profiles all you want. On TikTok, there's, like, a trail called the For You page that knows what you're watching. Um, But in general, I think it's harder on TikTok because truly you follow people on TikTok, but it's not the same as Instagram where you're like really following people that you want to see and that like you're friends with or you know. So if you were to go through someone's follow, like a list of people that someone you're into is following, it's not going to tell you as much as just like scrolling through their feed
3: would.
1: So, but
2: you would
3: have to get on their phone and like look at their feed, right?
2: Yeah, there's not a way to tell from like your own phone. That's why... If you were into someone, you looked at who they're following on TikTok, I don't think it's going to like paint the whole picture for you.
3: That's a good tip. The only thing I've ever seen that's like similar to what Lauren said is like, I'll be like looking at a video and I'll kind of be like, I'll just like, I always look at the comments a lot because it's like, I always want to see what people are saying because the comment section can be like even funnier than the video sometimes in my opinion. But like sometimes I'll see a comment from a mutual friend and I'm like, oh, that's why I got this video. Cause it's like they commented on it yeah
2: i think now they're te- or there's a feature where yeah if you go to comments it's like the people that you follow their comments show up
1: first mm-hmm. i don't know if it's the same way on instagram but yeah exactly yeah for sure yeah so i want to know about if you've had any of these issues like similar in your own dating life and i didn't even mention that sophie is currently getting her mba from usc while uh working full-time at TikTok so I want to hear about like how you've been managing your dating life during the pandemic and like juggling the millions of roles and different hats that you wear
2: yeah great question um (laughs) I don't know the answer to no I'm kidding Um, (laughs) yes I've been dating someone for oh my god like over a year and it hasn't been on and off per se but I would say like there's been a label there's not been a label etc um however in the pandemic and before then we've been exclusive and he's living in new york right now and i'm in la and we're like i said exclusive and it's been the best case scenario for me because i am so busy i truly like i don't think i would have time to be able to dedicate myself to dating someone or like being a good girlfriend or being accountable for a relationship because like lauren said i'm working and i'm in school um so not having to physically see someone but also still being in this relationship and getting like the satisfaction of having someone to talk to and like knowing that i am in a relationship and not having the pressure to date has been really nice um but yeah i mean Pandemic dating is crazy.
3: Yeah, I was gonna ask, how did you guys meet?
2: Well, we met at school. This was like before the pandemic, this was over. We met like two years ago, I think now yeah
3: okay because cool. I was
2: gonna it's ask rocky it's been a road but you know yeah. like at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic we actually weren't exclusive and I was kind of dating someone else and it was just like a mess and it felt very much like I was living in the 1800s where I had to like go on walks with someone you know before doing anything and like you're like oh yeah sure let's go on a walk first like I literally felt like I was in Pride and Prejudice, (laughs) you know? It's like so strange. It's completely changed everything. Um, So I did not enjoy that experience very much. So now I'm happy to be in like the situation that I am. And I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for those that are dating during this because it's awful.
1: Yeah. The very beginning of the pandemic when I was still in LA, Sophie like was my biggest excuse not to do things or to have people not be near me um because Sophie has asthma. So I would be like, um, could you please uh step further away from me because my roommate just has terrible asthma?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you put like a sign on her. You're <laughs> like vulnerable <laughs> population. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask though, like so when you were dating and even, you know, like with your current the current guy that you're seeing what was it like like telling them that you worked at tiktok and then like kind of like a two-part question here like also like in terms of them seeing your tiktoks are you ever like feeling like you're putting too much out there like just yeah.
1: how,
3: is, how does tiktok
1: factor i want to into- add a two-part to this because like Sophie is not painting the full picture. Her job is also very, like, glam at times. And when the world was normal, she would get invited to very cool parties that I have definitely weaseled my way into. But um, she could not always uh, get an invite for the boy toy, which would um, also pose problems. So there's even more elements to the uh, TikTok job. Okay.
3: Just give us all the dirt.
1: (laughs) So it's
2: actually crazy because this guy that I'm seeing, Jack, he was with me when I got the phone call that I was hired at TikTok and this was back in the day you know two years ago and I got off the calls like oh my god like I just got hired at TikTok that's so crazy and he was like oh that's like kind of cringe like do you watch the content and it is so funny because I kind of see where he was coming from. Like that was when TikTok was very much lip syncing and I kind of had to like defend myself. And I was like, no, don't worry. Like I, it's it's cool. Like it's a good job. It's a good position. And now he probably uses TikTok more than I do. And I rub it in his face every single day. And like Lauren said, I got, get a lot of like perks from working at TikTok and he does not reap any of the benefits because I continue to remind him of that. Um. But I will say, because we were off and on, I used to like never put on my dating apps that I worked at TikTok because it used to be more cringe and like not as well known. And now it's like low key a flex. So (laughs) later I would definitely put it on. And it was funny because I would put that I worked at TikTok, but since we live in LA, a lot of people would be like, oh, so like you're a TikTok, like creator, like, are you like an influencer, like people can't wrap their head around the fact that like, people work at these companies too. And they're not just like influencers or creators, you know, so it definitely was a great, um like great conversation started working at TikTok uh, for dating, I will say that. But yeah, I mean, it's just crazy looking back when I first got that job and where we are now
3: yeah because I could see guys like hating on it and being like oh that's like a little kid app," and it's like no it's about yeah
2: now it's completely changed Yeah. yeah but back to your question about like putting too much of myself out there yes and I actually I found okay so this guy that I'm seeing he doesn't know that I know what his He has like this fake TikTok, but I figured out what it is and I blocked him so he can't see my content now because I just, I need to be my authentic self online, you know, like, and if he wanted to, he could just like look me up on like the browser version. But yeah, I want to be able to post whatever. So if I was dating someone new and they found my TikTok, it would be traumatic for me. Like, I don't think I could see them again.
3: We how did you find his his
2: secret TikTok? She would because he mentioned that he like followed me so like in passing, so I looked through like pretty much all of my thirty thousand followers until I found him, and I knew it was him because the profile picture was something really specific that I think was like his profile picture on Twitter, and he was only following a few other people who, by the way, were like Instagram baddies, and I was like pissed off about that and I definitely had a conversation about that later but anyway found him blocked him and yeah and now my ex-boyfriend actually comments on my videos and it's so weird okay because in one of the my recent videos I was wearing a sweatshirt that he gave me and he commented nice sweatshirt (laughs) it's hard being an influencer you know
1: (laughs) it's so hard
2: (laughs) but yeah, wild. But it's weird being out there on the internet knowing that people can find you. People in my MBA program found me and were asking me about it. It was like really weird. Like one of my recent videos I posted about my hemorrhoids and it's like, I don't want people in my MBA program knowing about my hemorrhoids, you know? It's just like, it's, not, it's for my followers, not them.
1: Was no, Jack's you- name on TikTok Iva, Eva? Eva?
2: no 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 oh okay because
1: it would be it was like it was like he put a bunch
2: of random numbers like user like 5827 oh. like made it really obscure
1: you am trying to be clever yeah. but then he wasn't with the picture which is like typical of yeah the yeah show. No, it was,
2: it was weird he didn't think that one through
1: no
3: <laughs> no but it is like I feel like it has like the capacity to let people be vulnerable in like such a way that like no other social media platform has ever done before. And it's like, kind of like you were saying with like the storytelling, it's like, if you're not vulnerable, it kind of comes off like disingenuous. Cause it's like, people kind of want to see like real people on the app.
2: Exactly. I think people are so tired of the Instagram world of being perfect all the time And knowing that if you're looking at someone's feed, it's probably only showing the best 1% of their life. People are tired of that, especially in the pandemic. I think people are just like, over your shit. Like, I don't care that like you look in a bikini and like you did your makeup. Like, I don't want to see that content right now when my mental health is so bad. I want to see people crying on the internet and talking about ics, you know. That's like the content that I need in my life right now no that's so true
3: (laughs) I feel like that's also why it has done so well this year because like people want to feel connected in like a different way
2: yeah for sure yeah and it's easy to just make content at your house when you're alone you know you don't need to be in some like amazing landscape or done up it's truly like the place where people could just be authentic and doing whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, our letter writer today also happens to be having some trouble in the TikTok realm, so maybe you can give her a bit of advice. Um, They ask, Dear Damsels, I've been seeing someone off and on for a few months now. You'd think things would be more serious, but we haven't exactly put a label on anything. Though, because it's a pandemic, I would presume neither of us are seeing anyone else. When we are together, I can see him scrolling on TikTok, and his For You page has a lot of girls doing the dances and just generally being sexy. If he's not my boyfriend, can I be mad that he's following all these girls? Is it a red flag that I want him to be my boyfriend at some point? Uh, sincerely, fearing the For You page.
2: Probably not even following them. Like I was kind of saying earlier, yeah. what's so crazy is that he just likes that content and he can't hide it. And even <clears throat> if you want him to unfollow all the hot girls on TikTok, they're still going to show up on his For You page if that's what he wants to see. Guys have to be smarter with TikTok. They they're not gonna get away with their old tricks
1: anymore. Yeah, that's definitely worse. I think because that means they're watching the video like full way through. They're not just like looking at a quick snippet of it, right? Yeah,
2: I mean it kind of depends. Like not necessarily, but it's just yeah, it's they're if their for you page is all hot girls, it's because they like watching it. Cause the algorithm always knows. It's the truth teller. It knows what you like.
3: Yeah. Well, what's her last part? She said, is, is it a red flag that I want him to be my boyfriend? Or is she saying, is this whole thing a red flag? I
1: think, is this whole thing a red flag? Um, and you know my feelings about people who, like, take forever to put a label on things. I always think there's more to that than um, they're letting on. And if they're also, like, engaging with all these videos and they're still not calling you their girlfriend, that just makes me think that, like, lack of a better word, they're a fuck boy. But I do believe that people change over time. And like, you know, I would also love to know this person's age. Like, are they older? Are they younger? Because I know, like, um, I think if they're older and still doing this, that to me is a red flag. But if they're like younger, just getting out of college, then I think that like you're in a different place in the world too. So what do you guys think?
2: Well, I just think it's so different because we're in the situation that we're in. We're living in a bubble right now. So I think that makes sense because truthfully he might have found her as a companion, as a quarantine companion, a little relationship during COVID. But when things get better, I mean, he's probably going to want to go to bars and date other girls, which is like normal and probably the situation that he would have been in if this wasn't COVID. But it's like they happen to find each other during this time. So I kind of I'm not saying I'm taking his side in this, but I understand the hesitations about putting a label on things
3: in COVID. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I understood that kind of in the beginning. And like my friend was starting to see someone in the beginning of COVID. And like, she was like, I really want to see what he's like around my friends. And like, that was really hard for her to do for a while um I think this person needs to be honest with themselves about what they want and if they are in a place in their life where they want a relationship then like I'm not saying this isn't the guy and also like a quick side note I want to say about the for you page and it being all girls like I mean I don't love that but at the same time like he could also just like go and watch porn you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's like I don't think you can ever really restrict what someone watches or does in that way. Cause like, that's just going to make them want to do it like 10 times more. Um, but if that's not for you, then that's not for you. That's his for you page. That's not yours. So <laughs> I feel like if you do want a relationship and like, maybe it's time to have this chat with him. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know I would address the for you page during that chat, but like
1: definitely do not address the for you page. That's so weird. Like, Hey, I noticed when you were scrolling on TikTok that all your videos are girls. (laughs) No,
3: that comes later (laughs) when you have the label.
1: What
2: are your videos? Relationship, but there are still hot guys that come up on my for you page. And that's not like I'm into them or that I want to cheat or like do anything to jeopardize my relationship but it's if there are hot guys on my for you page I'm gonna watch them you know <laughs> so let's look at her for you page also I think as long as he's not actively trying to follow them not like reaching out to them not dm'ing them then I don't want to say it's like normal but it's going to happen either way, whether it happens on Instagram or, like you said, via porn or even, like, on the street watching hot girls pass by. Um, yeah, I think it's, like, the next action that matters and whether he's then continuing to, like, try to reach out to them, whatever it is. But,
1: yeah, I wouldn't bring it up. My concern for her, though, that is have... that she's, like, clearly asking for a relationship. Like, she says, is it a red flag if I want him to be my boyfriend? if he's not my boyfriend, like everything I hear her say the word boyfriend at least three times in this letter. So like, um, it's all good and swell if that's what he wants to do. Like if he doesn't want to be in this little, you know, arrangement after the pandemic, like his interests are fine, but this letter is about her interests. And if he, if she wants a relationship from this person, and she's not clear, then I think like, that's a conversation that needs to be had and honestly maybe that is like what the answer is like maybe you do need to talk about like um when the world is normal like where do you both see this going and just address it like if you've been you've been seeing them for a few months now so i'm not sure if you were going seeing them before the pandemic but i mean that probably has to be the conversation like what happens um when this is all over yeah
3: and I think, yeah, I mean, she has it in several places in the letter, but even just her getting upset about the for you page shows that she wants her, like, if you care, then you care about this guy and you probably want a relationship. So I think the next step is talking about the future. And that would probably give, that would give you more information than what's on his for you page of where his head's at. You know what I mean? Like right now you're just like going crazy. Cause you're just like, you've caught a glimpse of girls on his for you page. Like The conversation needs to be had at the end of the day of where is this going after the pandemic?
2: Yeah, to be fair, though, maybe this is just because I'm, I think, a particularly jealous person. Even if I have no interest in a guy, if I were to be in that situation, I would be so mad. Like, if I was with someone and I saw that their feed was all hot girls, it doesn't even matter if I had zero interest in this man, I would fume. So I get where she's coming from. But yeah, I agree with both of you in the situation where it's like, I understand being jealous and being angry, but I also don't think it's necessary your, necessarily your place to limit that or have that conversation until you've established if there is a relationship or if there will be a relationship or whatever the situation is. Yeah. Nope. And then as soon as you lock it down, block everyone on that feed. Period.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 100%
2: but then you can have that conversation yeah
3: no I totally agree and yeah you're right I would probably be jealous too even if I didn't really like the guy so
1: <laughs> well Brian doesn't know how What's to work that? Instagram so that was like a really fun conversation when I had to explain to him because he got on Instagram like really late in the game I was like people can see who you follow <laughs> and like even if you just like saw this person one time and you were like oh hey like I'm gonna give them a follow, like people see and people know so if you only follow like hot girls like the world will find out yeah
2: Yeah. my ex one of my ex-boyfriends this was like my freshman year of college I figured out because I don't have Instagram but my friend told me about the thing where on your own Instagram I guess you can see what pictures you've liked or um, if it still is anyway figured that out looked at his liked picture and it was all like porn stars and like just not even like instagram models like porn models like it was all just like butts like butt but 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 and that was great that was a huge because that's the things like it's different from looking at then engaging with the content and that really made me mad that was red flag central
3: well, it's just like, I mean, I saw this meme too. It was like, I hate when I go on like a hot girl's page and I see my stupid fucking boyfriend as the number <laughs> one. Like, cause it's kind of like also embarrassing for you. It's like, you know what I mean? Like your boyfriend's out here publicly liking these ass shots. It's like, Hey, can you like not do that? Okay, thanks.
1: Like, well that's why Brian, the second he got an account, we had a whole talk about like the yeah. whole thing. And now he gets to look at some goddamn puppies. So Lauren he, says he you gets like to it. Some poodles and some bur- what are they called? Little cavaliers. That's that's your following feed, Brian. You're like the other
3: photos, you like them mentally. You don't pit like, yeah, like you like them. like you
1: mentally like them all you want, but do not embarrass me here, okay? You will not be embarrassing me in my place of work. <laughs> you represent me and you will continue to represent me well. That's you so. have like documents. <laughs> I haven't signed an NDA.
3: Well, Sophie, you've been amazing. Thank you for coming on and telling us all about the ins and outs of TikTok. Um, and speaking of, where can people find you on TikTok? So it's just at Sophie.
2: It's just that Sophie, but if you're my mom, my dad, or someone in my MBA class, it's not
1: that. It's something else. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Don't follow her. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sophie. It was amazing talking to you, and I'll see you at home eventually. I was going to ask how did you and Sophie meet to become roommates? Do you know what is so funny is that, um, and this is not even intentional but it is really such a USC apartment. <laughs> the only people that have ever lived in that apartment are uh, USC people. So my best friend, Alicia, who I've talked about on the podcast before because she works at Hulu, her little, because it used to be an only off sea of apartment also, um, is one of Sophie's really close friends. So her name, Sienna, came to our apartment and was like, you know, I have somebody who would love to live here. And then I was like, hmm me about her because like my two really close friends were moving out to move to different states and um i was really wary of who was going to move into the apartment and um i was like well is she a democrat like is she smart is she you know like all of the things like is she clean that i needed to know and of course democrat was number one just kidding (laughs) and um then sophie came over and she said she worked at tiktok and alicia who was just so much more in the know than me was like oh my god like that's amazing and I was like what's TikTok (laughs) so uh that's the theme of today's episode but yeah Sophie's been an amazing roommate and um I feel very lucky
3: well that's awesome and we loved having her on today um so we gotta just harass you guys as we always do to write us those letters um about anything you want anything that's going on I know we just wrapped up holiday season um, and Valentine's day is swiftly approaching. So write us all your letters about that.
1: Yeah. And I know that Valentine's day, especially like there's so many feelings about loneliness that come up and I feel like Galentine's and that whole like, um, thing became such a great way, but who knows where we'll be with the pandemic in February. Like, I'd love to say, we'll all be vaccinated by then, but who knows? Um, so yeah, I think it could be a difficult time for people. So feel free to write in about that. Yes. Follow us
3: on socials, subscribe, rate, review, do all those good things and take care of yourselves. It's going down in the DMs. Bye, guys.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.